Live around the globe, it's time for Rudy Max's World on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. Travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. And now, the savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Indeed it is. It's the old savvy traveler himself, Rudy Maxa. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World. If you're tuning in for the first time, we talk about travel. We talk about travel from every angle possible, from the business of travel to the joys of travel to the perils of travel. We do deals. We do news. We interview lots of fascinating people who have to do with travel. We hope they're fascinating. Uh, I'm delighted to have you. Uh, we are America's most widely syndicated radio travel show, and we're delighted to have you in the audience. Uh, coming up in this hour... We're going to uh, talk with uh, uh, a travel expert, well, actually an airline analyst, who answers the question about whether or not, with six successful fare increases so far this year, airlines still may need to raise prices in order to profit because of uh, higher fuel air uh, prices. Then we're going to talk with an expert on travel to Antarctica. I want to find out how to get there, why to go there, and whether that fragile ecosystem is in the danger, in danger of being overrun by visitors as it gets more popular. Uh, we'll be talking with the executive director of the International Association of Antarctica Tour Operators and uh, the co-author of a new National Geographic traveler, excuse me, National Geographic book called 100 Best Affordable Vacations is going to drop by. We'll see if she can give us some creative ideas about having fun while saving money on our next holiday. And our resident commercial pilot, Patrick Smith, weighs in, uh, this time with his thoughts on the meaning of that scary incident in which the roof of a Southwest jet peeled back in mid-flight. I talked about it at the news hour, the first hour. I'm going to ask him if that was a statistical fluke, as a Boeing engineer uh, pegged it, or whether it might be a systemic problem. All that plus a couple of deals of the week as usual right after we take a look at uh, some of the news in travel. Well, I already told you that uh, you already know um, that uh, Congress managed at the zero hour to come up with a, uh, a budget package both sides of the aisle could agree on, which means the National Zoo is open. You can see the pandas today, the Washington Monument, the Smithsonian are operating. I think the only thing I can think of offhand that uh, was affected by this was today, as to be, this weekend was Saturday was supposed to be National uh, Passport Day, a day in which you could go to your local passport office without an appointment and uh, secure a new passport or get it renew yours if need be. That was canceled in expectation of the government shutting down. Perhaps we'll have another National Passport Day coming up. Well, here's a surprising statistic. According to a survey of 1,000 travelers in the U.S. conducted by Orbitz, more than 70% think travel has improved in the last 10 years. The biggest perk? the ability to comparison shop quickly online. I've got to agree with that. Uh, I don't know uh, if you're old enough to remember how you used to have to book reservations before you could go online and look at comparative fares and airlines and, and even different days it might be cheaper to travel. In the old days, you'd call the airline or go to a travel agent, and they had all the information in front of them, and you didn't. 81% uh, of the respondents to this Orbitz uh, poll said the worst development in travel was the introduction of luggage fees and having to pay for meals in coach. Uh, regular listeners are, are certainly familiar with how I feel. I, I know flying can be a hassle, having to take off your shoes to get through security, delays due to weather, and so on. But I still say that the fact we can leave the East Coast in the morning or in the evening and have breakfast in London in the morning is an amazing thing. And I say to whiners about how difficult it is to travel. I don't want to travel. It's so difficult. I say, you want to know difficult travel? 
Try taking a covered uh, wagon from Virginia to California. That's difficult travel. You know, I was talking to Patrick Smith, our Ask the Pilot guest, who's going to be on later this hour. Uh, I was I was talking about folks who are whining about travel, and I mentioned what I just told you. He says he gets a kick out of uh, 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 something that started happening recently when uh, an aircraft he is piloting is, say, flying over the Rocky Mountains, and and its onboard Wi-Fi temporarily loses a signal from uh, ground towers that aren't smoothly linked. People go nuts, he said. I've lost my Wi-Fi. I mean, they didn't have Wi-Fi in those covered wagons back in those days. Uh, Marriott International is going to introduce uh, its Fairfield Inn brand to India by next year. It's an effort to tap into the country's growing middle class. It's not alone in this effort. Hilton Worldwide wants to establish its Hampton Inn brand there. And Starwood Hotels and Resorts is open to Aloft Hotels uh, with more to follow. Uh, unlike Fairfield Inns in the U.S., the hotels in India will feature full restaurants, large lobbies and meeting space. Rooms and public areas will have a palette based on saffron, tumeric, turmeric, and Indian-embroidered textiles. Marriott's going to invest some money in it. Uh, so I mentioned at the top of the hour we've had six fare increases at the start of the year, but airlines may still need to raise fares. Um, Bob Herbst is an airline analyst with his firm, with a firm called Airline Financials. That You can find it at airlinefinancials.com. He is slightly more optimistic than some of his colleagues who have said, uh, uh, you know, there's no way airlines can make money at their current rate with the price of uh, a barrel of regular oil, crude oil, at one, you know, 111 or 113, excuse me. Welcome to the show, Bob. Nice to have you on. It's great to be here, Rudy. All right, Bob, what do you think? Six fare increases, that seems like an awful lot. Uh, have fuel prices, jet fuel prices gone up that sharply that it's still a question of whether they may need to raise fares more? Yeah, and it's it's a daily occurrence here. This last week, it's gone up significantly from what it was the week before. So I would anticipate either more airfares uh, going up or else a reduction in capacity until there's enough demand to force the fares up. Well, airfares have gone up. I, I how, 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 What kind of percentage this year compared to last year? How much more expensive are airfares? I've seen, is it 9% or so or 10%? Well, I don't track airfares specifically like uh, some of the other uh, uh, websites do. I track an average uh, system-wide airfare for each airline, and I do that on each quarter. And the last last quarter is not out yet for the data, so I don't have a real close update. But I'm guessing right now we're about 8 to 10% higher than they were a year ago. All right, excuse that noise. That was me... Uh bringing a computer across and hitting my microphone and slamming it to the floor, always a good sign of a professional radio guy. Um, okay, so, but with that 8 9 or 10%, um, uh, how, well, let's look at fuel then. Has it gone up more than that? Yeah, I just looked uh, this morning, and compared to last year, the average price of jet fuel per gallon uh, for last year, it's up 52%. Uh, right now, as of yesterday. Ah, so that's the enormous disparity. It's a huge, uh, huge cost to the airlines. A week ago, I was projecting that the, in, the, the with $100 per barrel oil, it was going to add $9 billion of added expense compared to last year. This is for the largest eight airlines in the United States, which covers about 85 to 90 percent of the U.S. traffic market. So, I, I mean, I, given the disparity in the fare increases versus the price of jet fuel, it seems like a given that there are going to be more airfare increases this year. Well, they'll have to because the airlines are basically breaking even with $100 per barrel oil. And uh, you had this last week, it went up to 111 I believe it was even almost $112 on Friday. 
Well, I just checked the closing price. It was 113.05, I think, oh, uh, online. Okay. So it's quite considerable. Yeah. So uh, the question I get asked, we only got 20 seconds left, Bob, but should I buy my tickets now? I think the answer is yes, isn't it? Yeah, airfares are going to be going up, especially in the high peak time, uh, demand times. Hey, Bob, I appreciate your taking the time to chat with us. Um, I hope we can call on you again as this evolves. Well, thanks for having me, and you call anytime. Thank you. Bob Herbst is an airline analyst. He owns fi Airline Financials. You can find out more information at airlinefinancials.com. Lovely to have him on the show for the first time. I think we'll uh, keep him in our experts list. Uh, buy your ticket now. That's the message. Hey, stick around. When we come right back, we're going to talk about travel to Antarctica. Rudy Max's World phone lines are open now, so call us at 800-387-8025. We'll be back after these messages. Rudy Maxa here to invite you to join the radio show and me on a tour of France beginning September 29th. We'll explore Paris, picturesque Provence, and the fun-filled French Riviera. We'll enjoy tours and tastings at well-known wineries in Vouvray and the Loire Valley. Experience a relaxing evening cruise along the River Seine. And did I mention the cuisine? Enjoy the rich culture and romance of France. For details, call Colette Vacations at 800-762-5345. That's 800-762-5345 or go to rudymaxa.com. As a Major League Baseball umpire for over 30 years, I've learned focus is everything. That's why I switched to a complete multivitamin with more. Only one-a-day men's 50-plus advantage has both ginkgo for memory and concentration, plus support for heart health. Centrum can't give you all that. And in this game, I want every advantage. One-a-day men's 50-plus advantage, the official multivitamin of Major League Baseball. AutoZone. Putting off a brake job can have a huge impact on your car's safety. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Your braking system is one of your car's most important safety features. So head to AutoZone for everything you need to do a complete brake job. It's the only place to find quality Duralast pads, rotors, and components, and the right place to get advice on doing the job yourself. Don't take chances with your safety. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Can you find anything on the Internet? Well, I'm sure you can, but don't take my word for it. Just ask this talking dog who can only say I love you. Roll the clip. One more time, talking dog. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. The telephone number to call the program is 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at RudyMaxa.com. Here again is Rudy Maxa. Welcome back. This portion of Rudy Maxa's World is brought to you by our friends at Colette Vacations. Join the radio show and me for the 12-day France Magnifique Tour. It begins September 29th, and this is sure to be a fun-filled trip that's... Uh, uh, going to involve adventure, rich culture, European romance, great food, great wine, and as they say in the ad business, so much more. Uh, to learn more or book your reservations, call 800-762-5345. That's 800 
762-5345 or go to rudymaxa.com to check out the itinerary. I got to tell you, this is the first uh, uh, weekend that Colette's come in as an advertiser talking about uh, this France Magnifique trip. It's a terrific, it, it, it's really a terrific itinerary. We're going to uh, uh, go to the uh, oldest cabaret theater in Paris for uh, uh, dinner and champagne. We will take a nighttime r- boat ride down the Seine River and the, right through the middle of Paris and check out all the buildings, the big searchlights. We're going to take, if you haven't taken the TJV, or as we would say, the TGV high-speed train through the French countryside, we're going to ride from Paris to Provence on that train. We're going to visit Normandy and stay in Omaha Beach. We're going to a Loire Valley winery. The list is endless. We're going to we're going to go check out Monte Carlo. We're going to spend two nights in Nice in the south of France and uh, and uh, drive the few miles uh, along the Corniche Road into Monaco and see how the other uh, 1% lives. So if this is of interest to you, uh, we're going to do the radio show from there as well. Come on along. I'll give you that phone number again for Colette Vacations, 800-762-5345. We'll leave on September 29th. It's a 12-day trip through France. Uh, you can find out more at rudymaxa.com by just clicking on the Colette Vacation link. It is the end. This is March. It's the end of the tourist season in Antarctica. Um, approximately 32 to 33,000 visitors went there this season, which runs from November to March. And I was wondering about Antarctica. It's, it's, it's of great international interest as more and more people explore there and travel uh, builds there. Steve Wellmeyer is the executive director of the International Association of Antarctica Tour Operators. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. How are you? Hello, Steve. Hello, Rudy. Thanks Hi, for Steve. Sorry. Uh, welcome to Rudy Max's World. Nice to have you aboard. My pleasure. All right. How... Uh, uh, give, me, give us an overview of tourism in Antarctica. When it started, how has it grown, and uh, is it still a, an ecologically um, wise thing to do, or is tourism beginning to have an effect on that part of the world? Well, we can, we can get to that. Um, tour, tourism has been active in Antarctica for about 40 or 50 years. It started in the late 60s. Uh, and, of course, at that time, the numbers were quite small, and, and it was ship-based, uh, small ships going down with very limited number of passengers. And it's, it's increased over the years. The past few decades, uh, in the last decade in particular, numbers got up as high as 46,000 um, during the 2007-2008 the, uh, astral season. Um, this year, as you, as you mentioned, they're expected to be in the range of about 32,000. All right. Before we get into the the whether this is having any effect on the ecology there, um, how do most people see Antarctica now? I mean, I've not been on a trip there. Is it all ship based? Do people get out and walk around? Give me a sense of a tri- uh, among your tour operators who are a member of your association. How do they show people Antarctica? There are a number of ways to go, and and it still is primarily ship based, and and there are good reasons for this. Your your ship is your hotel, so. You're going down there, and you're you're staying in comfortable uh, accommodations. You're going out during the day uh, on landings, uh, primarily to the Antarctic Peninsula, to see the wildlife. You come back at in the evening, uh, and you know you have a good uh, a meal and, and and bed to sleep in. There is no tourism infrastructure in Antarctica. In other words, there are no hotels there. No, no right. land-based places that you can stay. So ships still provide the best means to go. Most people go on relatively small ships where you can do landings. There are some larger ships that go with more than 500 passengers. Those ships are not allowed to do landings. So 
there there are different chips for different people, different tastes, and and you should do your research uh, before you go to make sure you're you're on the kind of ship that that's you know best suits and, the needs. And what happens, Steve, when a ship does a quote landing unquote? Do people just wander around for ten minutes, or do they get into some kind of big cat vehicles? And what happens? Well, one of the things that we do as a as an association, we 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 try to schedule ships so that they're not overlapping with one another, so that the the, the the uh, visitor has a good experience, and they feel like they're really in a remote area. Typically, they go ashore via, via Zodiac uh, landing craft in small groups and wander around with guides. We have uh, guidelines in terms of the number of passengers ashore at any one time, no more than 100 people ashore at any one spot at one time. And you might spend two or three hours ashore um, with guides, uh, lecturers, naturalists, explaining what you're seeing. And are you given warm, uh, cold-weather clothing? A lot of the uh, tour operators do provide parkas, but you're given instructions before you go in terms of what kind of uh, gear to bring, boots, Wellington boots, for example. For those landings, there are no piers or docks, so you've got to be prepared to get your feet wet. And also layered clothing, uh, good thermal underwear, um, these sorts of things are all provided by the operators beforehand, so you know really what to, what to expect and, and be prepared. We're chatting with Steve Wellmeyer. He is the executive director of the International Association of Antarctica Tour Operators. Um, and talking about visiting that part of the world, which I have not done, so I can't speak from personal experience. Steve, um, it, are there environmental concerns, or is the, are the number of tourists who are there very manageable. The fact that they're kept 95% of the time, 98% of the time on ships, uh, is it all good, or are there concerns that uh, uh, your 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 industry as well as others might have? Well, there's always concerns, and and concerns are good because it it prompts proactive uh, uh, guidelines, regulations that we adhere to very strictly. Um, many guidelines we impose upon ourselves before they're actually imposed on us by the Antarctic Treaty System, which governs uh, policy and activity and environmental issues in Antarctica. So guidelines are good. Concern is good. We keep very accurate statistics of our visits. Uh, we keep an eye out for uh, anything that's unusual and report that. For example, um, uh, Penguin colonies sometimes are susceptible to uh, uh, disease, and we can report those things before the scientists and the, the national authorities are even aware of it. So it's a good partnership, and uh, currently we feel tourism is quite sustainable, and, and there is no um, visible, there is no evidence of environmental impact that's detrimental to the environment as a result of tourism activities. Have cruise ship operators seen a change in Antarctica, perhaps due to global warming, warming since they began uh, sailing those waters? Well, it's, it's fairly clear to scientists that the polar regions and Antarctica, I think even more than the Arctic, uh, is showing uh, symptoms and, and signs of, of global warming. Uh, this is caused by uh, um, carbon um, worldwide, in other words, emissions worldwide are affecting the Antarctic environment uh, at a higher rate than, than other parts of the world. And, and, and tourism, um, we feel we have a role in this in terms of communicating this to our, to our uh, visitors, to our uh, passengers, so that they can communicate it back home 
serving as ambassadors for conservation and these issues that are affecting the environment of Antarctica. In the minute we have left, uh, Steve, tell, please tell our listeners how, how one begins shopping for a tour to Antarctica. Well, there are currently about 50 different companies that, that offer tours and trips to Antarctica, and a good place to begin would be looking at our website. That's uh, .org. Um, we, we have a membership directory and, and links to, to the many different companies that can take you to Antarctica. So that's Perfect. a good place and, to uh, begin. And in five seconds, Steve, uh, when should one start planning for a trip for next season? Right now is the best time to plan. Okay. Steve uh, Wellmeyer, hey, we'd like to call on you now and then as our Antarctic expert if you're available. Yeah, it'd be our pleasure. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you, Rudy. Uh, Steve Wellmeyer is the executive director of the International Association of Antarctica Tour, Tour Operators. Um, let me repeat the website he gave to you, iaato.com. I believe it's dot, dot .org. I'm sorry, iaato.org. If you'd like more information on how to visit Antarctica, uh, you can find a list of the, his members who operate tours to that part of the world. Um, I'm told from folks who have done it that it's a fascinating trip. Uh, in fact, if, if, uh, if you visited Antarctica and would like to share that uh, experience uh, with us or with our listeners, give me a ring, 800-387-8025, and uh, we'll talk about it either today or maybe on a, on a show down the road. We'll be right back. When we come back, uh, we're going to talk with a National Geographic uh, writer about a new book called 100 Best Affordable Vacations. Good idea. Call now to talk to Rudy Maxa at 800-387-8025. You can also email the show anytime at info at rudymaxa.com. Attention savvy travelers, Rudy Maxa here. If you're like me, you can't afford to take chances when you travel. You need medical evacuation service that's dependable and won't cost you a fortune in hidden fees. You need MedJet Assist. As a member, if you're hospitalized over 150 miles from home, MedJet will arrange medical transfer to the hospital of your choice free of charge. Believe me, you won't find protection like this from any other company, which is why I'm a member. It's time to travel smarter. Visit TakeTripsNotChances.com and sign up today. MedJet Assist. Take trips, not chances. AutoZone. Putting off a brake job can have a huge impact on your car's safety. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Your braking system is one of your car's most important safety features. So head to AutoZone for everything you need to do a complete brake job. It's the only place to find quality Duralast pads, rotors, and components, and the right place to get advice on doing the job yourself. Don't take chances with your safety. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. participate in the program, call now at 800-387-8025 or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Here's Rudy Maxa. 33 minutes after the hour, you're listening to America's favorite travel radio show. I don't know if it's America's favorite travel. I'd like to think it is anyway, but it certainly is the most widely syndicated. Now, the depressing thing about this new National Geographic book called The 100 Best Affordable Vacations is, um, well, there's too much stuff to do. I mean, there are a lot of really interesting-looking vacations in here. And, uh, uh, you know, that, but that's 100 vacations. You could spend, if you get, you know, one vacation a year, that's 100 years. Two, it's going to take you 50 years to do them all. Um, 
which is too bad. The good news is it's a really interesting book, and there are a lot of interesting places, and it'll give you some great ideas of travel. Jane Woolridge is joining us. She is a award-winning writer, photographer, and editor. She was once uh, the winner of the prestigious Lowell Thomas Travel Journalist of the Year Award. Oh, I didn't know they gave one for the year. I knew they gave it for writing. I've won a couple of those myself, um, but I didn't know I could do the year. I got something to shoot for. Jane is the co-author, along with Larry Bleiberg, who's also a veteran journalist, uh, in producing this book for National Ge- Geographic. Jane, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Fine, how are you? How did, journalist of the year. Thanks. Gosh. Well, you know, Rudy, you just ought to sign right up because you'd be a good contender. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. I'm not best of the year in anything. I could, I could tell you that. Um, let me just set you up here, Jane, and, and uh, so we can get right to it. Um, and I'll say that the book is divided into four parts. One is called Americana, and that's uh, a look at the nation's backyard towns, country fairs, and barbecue trails. Another section is called Into the Wild, um, which has to do with, obviously, going into the wild, sleeping in a treehouse in Oregon, chasing butterflies in Mexico, swimming with whale sharks in Belize. The other is Quest for Knowledge, how to take a class in sushi making or fly fishing or beer brewing. And the other is Body and Soul, which uh, highlights vacations that, uh, well, make your life better. Helping at a national park, teaching English to newcomers, etc. Um, I just wanted to read that off the press release, Jane, so we could give an, folks an idea of the scope of the book. Uh, but how did you find all these things? Well, I would say um, 80% of them are ones that either Larry or I have personally done. And probably the other 20% are ones that someone we know well and trust, a professional travel journalist like you have done. And then we vetted them out with regular people who, uh, you know, gave us input along the way. But we've done most of these things. And this, I mean, what I like about this book is it's very accessible. These are trips, I mean, first of all, most of the uh, uh, vacations are in the United States. Right, and pretty much they're almost all in North America. Um, A lot of them, actually, I found, because I did a road trip a few years ago, 28 days, Miami to Seattle, and we let readers vote on where I would go every day. And readers really led me to some terrific places along the way. This was readers of... Readers of the Miami Herald, um, which is where I am still an editor and used to be the uh, the travel editor, but um, it was also online. So people from all over the country gave us input. So you get somebody in St. Louis telling you, oh, you've got to go to this place for barbecue, um, that kind of thing. And it really made it an interesting trip. What a great idea. There's a benefit of the Internet, uh, instant feedback, right? You say, I'm coming into St. Louis, what should I do? And then people would say, y- you can't miss this? Absolutely. It was terrific. And we got the kind of input that you can't get on your own by just reading a book. Or, well, maybe you can now since we did this book. But you have a lot of, um, it's how I found actually some of the most interesting things that are in here. People would say, but you've got to do this. And I go, that doesn't sound so interesting. And then you get there and a whole new world opens up. Um, It was a great experience for me and I've loved sharing it through this book. Tell us about the world's longest yard sale. The world's longest yard sale, um, I can't remember. I think it's 1,200 miles long. And it's a series of um, mostly backcountry roads where people along those routes put out, you know, tables and yard sale items. So you might not find a yard sale in absolutely every square foot of that, uh, that stretch. But it's uh, actually become quite a following thing. There are people who go from all over the country, and you find the kinds of yard sale stuff that you expect to find. Some of it's treasures, some of it's maybe not your idea of a treasure, but there's always stuff there. Hey, who wouldn't want a two-headed squirrel? Um, well, me maybe, but I would love some Depression-era glass and things like that. Um, you talk about in your book about opera outdoors in Santa Fe, which I've heard is just a magical thing. Did you do that? 
Um, I did not personally do that. Larry has done it, but my sister does it every year, and she says that it's spectacular. In fact, I know a number of people who do it every year, and it's definitely on my list of must-do items. All right, wet, wet our listeners' appetites so they want to rush out and buy this book. Give us two or three fun things that uh, you talk to your friends about when you describe the book and, and your adventures. Well, one of the things that I found that I just loved and um, was unexpected to me was the South uh, Dakota Badlands area and the Black Hills. Uh. And I thought that that was a great um, vacation for uh, in ways I hadn't expected. It's, it's spectacularly beautiful. You've got bison. Um, you've got some uh, cultural activities that you might not ex- expect. And I think it's great for families, individuals, and people who love the outdoors but aren't always sure they want to be sleeping in the outdoors, which is an issue for some of us. Exactly. One more. we got about 30 seconds left. Okay, the National Storytelling Festival in Jonesboro, um, Tennessee. That was one of my top choices. Um, You go for a weekend and listen to people tell tall tales and short tales. Oh, terrific. Jane, I didn't know you were still at the Miami Herald. Good for you. Uh, Jane Woolridge is an editor at the Miami Herald and uh, former travel editor there. She is co-author with Larry Bleiberg, also a veteran journalist, um, of a new National Geographic book. It's called The 100 Best Affordable Vacations. It's a very straightforward title. It's a very straightforward book, but it's short bites and, 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 and well laid out. Uh, if you're thinking of doing something different than you've done in the past, pick up a copy of this book. Jane, hey, thanks for coming on the show for a few minutes with us. Thanks so much, Rudy. Take care. Take care. It's published by National Geographic Books. We got Patrick Smith, the pilot. Stick around. Rudy Max's world is coming right back. So get on the phone now at 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. You can also enjoy the program anytime at RudyMaxa.com. AutoZone. Putting off a brake job can have a huge impact on your car's safety. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Your braking system is one of your car's most important safety features. So head to AutoZone for everything you need to do a complete brake job. It's the only place to find quality Duralast pads, rotors, and components, and the right place to get advice on doing the job yourself. Don't take chances with your safety. Get to AutoZone today. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Can you find anything on the Internet? Well, I'm sure you can, but don't take my word for it. Just ask this talking dog who can only say, I love you. Roll the clip. One more time, talking dog. For a free rate quote, visit GEICO.com to see how much you could save. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. As a Major League Baseball umpire for over 30 years, I've learned focus is everything. That's why I switched to a complete multivitamin with more. Only one-a-day men's 50-plus advantage has both ginkgo for memory and concentration, plus support for heart health. Centrum can't give you all that. And in this game, I want every advantage. One-a-day men's 50-plus advantage, the official multivitamin of Major League Baseball. I'm excited for our newest beer for this spring, Samuel Adams Noble Pills. It's our take on a classic bohemian pills. We use all five European noble hops for a beautiful hop aroma. Samuel Adams Noble Pills is crisp and refreshing with a bright golden color. Ah, 
perfect for a crisp spring day. We only brew Sam Adams Noble Pills for a short time, and in a week, it'll be gone. Grab yours today. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass. Save responsibly. What's the most effective way to get more customers for your business, more donors for your nonprofit, more churchgoers on Sunday? Email marketing, because it gets results. That's why over 700,000 companies of all sizes use iContact, an industry-leading email marketing solution. iContact's award-winning email marketing solution makes it incredibly simple to create, send, and track email newsletters and email promotions. And iContact is integrated with social media, so your email newsletters can go viral on Facebook and Twitter. Whether you're new to email marketing or a seasoned pro, let iContact help your business grow and prosper with a 99% deliverability rate, iContact ensures that your message actually reaches your customer's inbox, not their junk mail or spam folder. And you can try iContact free for 30 days. Sign up now and get a free 30-day trial at iContact.com when you use promo code GROW. iContact, that's the letter I, contact.com, and promo code GROW. Email marketing with iContact gets results. This segment of the program is brought to you by MedJet Assist. Unlike other evacuation services, only MedJet Assist lets you decide which hospital will be your final destination. Regardless of the nature of your illness or injury, if you're hospitalized while traveling, they'll be there for you. So take trips, not chances, and visit MedJetAssist.com or go to RudyMaxa.com and look under radio sponsors for more info. 43 minutes back uh, after the hour. Back to Rudy Max's world. Nice to have you with us. Well, uh, along with uh, the uh, uh, conflict in Libya and the threatened shutdown of the U.S. government, the week's big story had to be uh, last weekend's incident in which that the part of the ceiling or the roof, I don't know which is the proper term, of, uh, of a Southwest 737-300 peeled back in flight. No one was hurt, as we all know. Um, and as I said uh, in the news in the top of the first hour, um, uh, first sort of thought was that, well, it's a stress fracture because Southwest planes go up and down so much on shorter hops and they stay in the air an hour longer a day than some of the comp- com- their competitors because they turn them around faster at airports and then a Boeing uh, engineer came out and said, you know, uh, it's just a statistical fluke. We wanted to have our expert on, uh, Patrick Smith. Patrick writes the Ask the Pilot column uh, for uh, Salon.com, and you can also go to his website, AskThePilot.com, to see his writings. He is a terrific explainer of all things having to do with commercial aviation. His full-time job is as a commercial pilot for a major airline that he prefers not to name, and I understand why, so he can talk freely. Uh, Patrick, welcome to the show. Nice to have you on. Hi, Rudy. It's good to be back. Uh, peeled back in flight. I love the way you said that. It, you make a plane sound like a vegetable. Well, uh, how how would you, if you would describe, was it ripped off, uh, flew off? How would you describe it? I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't think that's really too important. You know, I'm a bit dismayed, to be frank, that um, this story has gotten as much play as it's gotten. Um, now, it's well, tell, I've got it, Patrick. Tell me why that is. It's a fairly incredible thing to the average uh, flyer, you know. Well, you know, the media has always uh, has always sensationalized airplane incidents, and now passengers, too, uh, have become part of the problem, I think, by blogging and tweeting and posting <laughs> pictures on the web. And it's become harder for the traveling public to know the difference between a, a comparatively minor incident and an actual near catastrophe. Uh, this was not the latter. I mean, a hole in an airplane is unusual and serious. There's no doubt about it. But... Once the pressurization, uh, or lack thereof, you know, had stabilized in the cabin, I think it was pretty obvious that 
this hole was not going to propagate into a, a larger scale structural failure. And at that point, it just became a routine depressurization incident for the crew to deal with. Um, you know, this, this brings us into a discussion about older airplanes. Um, you know, is there a crisis out there? Are there other planes with un, unseen cracks waiting to split open during flight? Uh, the answer is no. Um, and I think that it's it's good that the FAA is, is on this and is being proactive about it and putting out these calls for new inspections, and that will help keep Southwest and other airlines ahead of uh, these fatigue issues. And I think what we saw here was something that's uh, maybe peculiar to Southwest, which is this wasn't a case of an old airplane uh, suffering a failure, an old airplane per se, but one that had flown many, many thousands of cycles, takeoffs and landings, going up and down, up and down, up and down, pressurizing and depressurizing thousands of times. <clears throat> that is what... Um, that's the real devil in this and, and what can kind of what can cause these things to, to happen. And because Southwest flies so many short haul flights, their aircraft are more prone to have this kind of an issue. But, but uh, Patrick, uh, this Boeing senior engineer gave an interview to the press and said that wasn't what caused it, that, that this is just a statistical fluke, that it is not a systematic prob systemic problem caused by repeated takeoffs and landings and pressurizations and depressurizations. Well, do they really know that for sure at this point? And even if that's true, there still is the issue out there of all these Southwest airplanes planes flying all these cycles and being more prone to fatigue issues. So, you know, either way, it's good that we're, we're looking at it that way because it's going to allow us to stay ahead of this. Well, you're right. I mean, Boeing did say they, they previously recommended checking for these sort of stress fractures every 60,000 takeoffs and landings, and now they've dropped it down to 30. That plane, I think, had done 40 before their last checkup. Right, right. So, so you are, I've got to tell you, I'm so, you, I know you're a pilot, and I know you've had uh, stressful moments while flying, shall we say, um, but you but you're incredibly cool and calm and collected about this, and I guess you're telling the rest of us in our last 30 seconds we have to be the same. Well, I'm looking at it rationally from a pilot's perspective, and, um, you know, let's admit it, uh, the, the traveling public, the, the layperson, um, they don't really understand these issues, and, and people tend to get almost emotional, emotional and, and a little irrational when it comes to mishaps involving planes. And relatively minor mishaps uh, spin up into into what are perceived to be you know near disasters that they're really not. So it's kind of my job to tamp that down a little bit. Have you written about it at askthepilot.com? I have. All right. Hey, thanks, Patrick Smith. As always, go to askthepilot. Thanks. Uh, go to askthepilot.com and read more about what Patrick's written about this. Stick around. Deal of the week coming up. To participate in the program and speak with Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. To join Rudy Maxa, call 800-387-8025. You can email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. Now back to Rudy Maxa's World. Welcome back to Rudy Max's World. Our phone number, 800-387-8025. 800-387-8025. Call it any time, night or day, seven days a week. If we're not on the air, you're going to get a recording. Uh, you'll hear my voice asking you to leave your name, your number, the best time to call you, and what you'd like to talk about. If you've got a question or an idea for a show, uh, we welcome it. We really do love hearing. Uh, we get love getting your emails and phone calls, even the one people, people saying they... 
And well, I only got one actually saying people, somebody didn't like me because I said something. I don't know what it was, but uh, go ahead. Send, send the unfavorable ones too. The girlfriend likes to read those. Um, Delta Airlines has put bulldogs on its no-fly list after a string of deaths. 16 uh, bulldogs died on Delta flights in 20, excuse me, 16 pets died on Delta flights last year. That's 2010. 16, that's a little over one a month. Uh, six of them were bulldogs. Um, a Humane Society executive called Delta's uh, move a sensible response uh, to problems among short-faced dogs and cats, including bulldogs, pugs, and Persian cats. They have... They can have difficulty breathing, especially in cargo uh, holds. So, uh, major air carriers also have other major air carriers also have restrictions. AirTran and Southwest, for example, only accept pets that fit in under seat carriers. They won't put them in the cargo hold. And American Airlines stopped carrying snub-nosed dogs and cats in November. Uh, between 05 and May of 05 and May of 010, 122 dogs died on airlines. Of those, 25 were English bulldogs and six were French bulldogs. So. Be alert. If you have a bulldog, they will not be able to fly on at least Delta and American and uh, AirTran and Southwest. So check ahead. And you might not want to put them on any other one, in fact. Uh, uh, Oh, Japan Airlines this week offered a limited number of administrative and maintenance staff, cabin crew, and flight crew unpaid leave of absence during May and June due to a sharp decline in passengers. We all know why that is. Uh, the leave will be for a minimum of one month and a maximum of two months, the airline said. As you might expect, the number of people wanting to travel to Japan right now have, uh, has dropped worldwide. The move by JAL is to quote the airline's corporate office, quote, to maintain a sound business operation, unquote. And finally, if, you're, uh, if you've been waiting to try a flight on that jumbo Airbus A380, the two-story one, Lufthansa is putting the big plane on its Frankfurt to Miami route beginning June 10th. So Miami to Frankfurt, Frankfurt to Miami on Lufthansa, the Airbus A380 coming to southern southern part of the United States beginning June 10th. Ticket starts at $614 each way. Of course, you don't get the shower and the big bed and the uh, the suite for that. That's a, a coach seat. Uh, let's see. Time for a deal of the week, actually. Let's have two deal of the weeks. Yeah, nice, nice. Two deal, two two cash register sounds. The first is we talked earlier this hour about visiting Antarctica, and uh, one of the leading cruise lines that does take uh, passengers there is called Hurtigruten. Hurtigruten. I'll spell that for you eventually. And they're offering an early booking deal on four of their seven Antarctica itineraries for this coming year, and that would begin in November of 2011 through February of 2012. Remember, the window of opportunity to visit Antarctica is very limited between November and, say, March. Uh, Hurtigruten is offering 20% off on four of its seven Antarctica uh, sailings between November 2011 and 2012. Uh, So... Uh, check that out if you have an interest in in sailing. These are 12 to 19 day cruises. You've got to make your reservations by May 31st. Prices with savings with the savings. These are prices with that 20% off range from about $6,000 to $13,500 per person uh, double. And it includes a night in Buenos Aires, Argentina, before and after the cruise, all meals on board, expert guides, lectures, and uh, boat landings. So you will be able to actually walk on Antarctica through the... Uh, Hurtigruten uh, uh, cruise. Uh, the website, <laughs> I'm going to spell it for you. I, it's probably, I don't know if it's German or it's Scandinavian. It's Hurtigruten. It's spelled H-U-R-T-I-G-R-U-T-E-N dot U-S. Dot U-S, not dot com, dot U-S. I'll spell Hurtigruten again. H-U-R-T-I-G-R-U-T-E-N dot 
U.S. If you're interested in uh, uh, taking a, a ship to Antarctica out of uh, Argentina, there you go. Telluride, that resort city in uh, in uh, Colorado, is trying to uh, uh, drum up some business, gin up some business for summer. Of course, it's well known as a uh, uh, home for the Telluride Film Festival and as a place to ski. Uh, but in, in an effort to encourage people to come to what it calls the festival capital of the Southwest, uh, Telluride has an event lined up for nearly every weekend this summer. And uh, they've got it. The Telluride Tourism Board has got a special summer stay and play package that allows you to uh, visit for as low as $99 a night. And you can add an adventure or an adventure activity to your uh, your trip, uh, ranging from four by four Jeep tours, mountain biking, rafting, fly fishing. And, of course, uh, hiking. It's a beautiful place to go hiking. Uh, the summer stay and play lodging starts, as I say, at $99 per person before taxes. And there's a minimum stay of two nights. And this deal is on offer from May 25th until September 15th. You can find more information at www.visittelluride.com. So there you go. Festivals all summer in Telluride. Visit Telluride.com. Look for some special package prices. Hey, it's been a great couple hours in Rudy Max's world. I'm glad you are with us. I hope we'll do the same thing next weekend, same time, same station. I'm Rudy Max, your host, saying uh, have you hope spring has come your way and that you have a lovely weekend. I want to thank Jeff Ryder, my engineer, who uh, uh, is a wizard on the board and brings my voice sailing through the air into your radio receiver or your headset. And Anna Schofield is the executive producer of Rudy Max's World. Thank goodness. Have a great weekend. See you next weekend. You've been listening to Rudy Max's World. And as always, you're hearing must-hear radio on the SSI Radio Network.